Hey, it's Chuck here, and I'm so glad that you're listening to this episode. And I just want to take this quick moment right now to let you know about our free collaborators toolkit. And this episode is all about partnership and collaboration. And our guests share many resources, tools, and things that you can use to make collaboration and partnership easier in your business. So if you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, this free collaborators toolkit is going to contain the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. And these tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for. And they're going to help you to solve everyday business challenges and access highly effective ideas that can help and grow your business exponentially. I know they've helped me and I know they're going to help you as well. And the best part about these tools is that they're completely free. And our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to the show. So you can get access to all of the resources contained inside the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting the website at www.collaboratorsunite.com toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com toolkit. Go ahead and register today, get access to all the resources, and I'm going to see you on the inside. Now, here's the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Creative Collaboration Show. This is Chuck Anderson here, and uh, we have another amazing episode here for you today. Now, we know that you are most likely on a journey of building your business, uh, helping people, making a big impact in the world. And in, in, in that, there are certain levels that we are going to hit. And uh, when we're at one level, uh, we're always looking forward to the next level. And today, and my guest here will be uh, talking about that. In fact, my guest is an expert at helping people strategize and coming up with a plan to get to the next level. So if that sounds like you, if there's another level that you've been dreaming of, you are in the right place at the right time. Uh, today, my guest is Esty Starr. Uh, she is an award-winning consultant, exceptional marketing strategist, avid speaker, and founder of Strand Consulting, a multinational consultancy that's focused on helping small business owners scale their businesses to make big profits. Anyone here want to make big profits? Uh, I know I do. So, Esty, welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. And, you know, um, you, so you and I have had a chance to to chat a couple of times and I just I, I can't wait to share you and what you offer uh, to our audience today. And so uh, now I did the very light introduction and I'm sure that does not do it justice. So so you want to tell everybody a little bit more about you and uh, what you do? Sure. Essentially, I just turn ideas into money, whether it's your first idea or your 25th or your 87th or your 262nd. Um, but I have a full service consulting firm for small business owners. Anything you'd imagine a Deloitte McKinsey does for a Fortune 500 company, we do for the little guy. Small business, solopreneurs, nonprofits. I've been doing it for 15 years. 
clocked over 12 and a half thousand hours of one-on-one business coaching. So, you know, it's been a minute. And in 2019, when there were people that I really wanted to help that couldn't afford our private consulting services as we grew, I opened up an online business school. And that allows us now to serve both business owners and business dreamers, wherever they are in their business, to create business and marketing strategies that actually earn them money. A lot of business owners will do marketing, um, but that marketing doesn't always turn into money in their pocket. It sometimes is only money out of their pocket. And that hurts me. So we do profit-based strategies, primarily organic, not against paying for marketing. I'm against paying for marketing that won't pay you back. Yeah, that's that's a really good philosophy to have, right? And so we're not in the business of spending money just for the sake of spending money. We at some point want to get that money back. Yeah, that would be the point. The idea of a marketing budget is that it should be an ATM machine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If I'm this magical ATM, which I absolutely am, and every dollar you hand me, I give you a 10. So you give me a one, I give you a 10. You give me a one, I give you a 10. Do you have a budget for dollars that you give me? Like a limited amount of dollars that you're going to give me? If for every dollar you give me, I give you a 10. Do you have a budget? Um, I probably would not put a limit on it if I'm able to get 10 for every one I spend. Right. That's what your marketing is supposed to be. Mm. That's When they say a 10% marketing budget, that's what that means. That's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to hand you a 10 for every dollar you give it. Most business owners, at best, it's the opposite if they've never made a strategy. Or here's what happens I see so often. A small business owner will go out there and sometimes they'll get lucky. They'll get a marketer who really knows their stuff. And then that person owns them. They can't replace them, right? More often than not, when the business owner doesn't understand marketing, doesn't understand business, they're just looking for help because they're like, help, I don't know how to do this. They find someone who feels the same way. They're like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'll help you. And um, then the blind lead the blind into a dark alley. <laughs> go well. Exactly. I think I've been led down that dark alley a few yeah, times. You know, honestly, so have I. Honestly, mm -hmm. so have I. I'm doing this 15 years. I have hired people and paid for things that didn't pan out also. And my dedication has been to figure that out. Yeah, it took a minute. It took a minute to build my own company. I was When I started, I was just a solopreneur myself with a dream of building a full-service consultancy. It took seven years, almost several years. We hit six figures in profit in the first two years. Um, but it took several years until it became what I wanted it to be, which is a full-service consultancy. Right? And we mm -hmm. had clients and staff, 10 time zones from LA to Hong Kong. LA is where I'm based, serving people all over the world. And that was my dream. My dream was to have a place where business owners could come and get that high level advice at prices they could afford with real results and where all the pieces make sense. Because your average small business consultant helper only does one thing, right? They're your sales coach or your mindset person or your marketing person who will build your website, but doesn't know anything about your messaging. For that, you got to hire a messaging person. And then a different person's your copywriter. If the messaging person's not going to write your copy, the copywriter will. Someone else is doing your brand. And your accountants and your financial advisor tell you something totally different that you can't spend on what your marketing person tells you. And you're like, I no idea what to do. And so I wanted to give people a comprehensive umbrella where they could get all the different things in a way that they tied together and made sense. And then in the business school, we have more of a done with you guided option where the business owner themselves can say, oh, these are all the moving parts to the puzzle. So I can put this person here and this thing here and that thing there. And then it all makes sense. When it all makes sense, it earns money. Mm hmm. Yes. And that is the point. Right. And, and so I mean, I think so. Otherwise, your business is an expensive yeah. hobby, which is cute and you can do it. 
I have expensive hobbies. I do ballroom dancing. It doesn't pay me. I pay it. I love it. You could have a business that's an expensive hobby also. Enjoy my business. It's an expensive mm -hmm. hobby. Yeah, and I think, you know, this is something that I hear a lot because so many, uh, especially coaches, uh, they start their business as a labor of love because they want to help people. They are helpful people. They themselves usually go through some sort of transformation or healing journey they, and they go, oh, wow, what an amazing, you know, they were helped by a coach and they're like, what an amazing thing. I want to spend the rest of my life helping others. And so, so there's the, you know, the, the, need to make money but then but then there's the deeper desire of you know facilitating the transformation in the clients and there's kind of this i don't know balance and i'd love to hear you weigh in on this because mm -hmm. i mean you know some of them struggle with this it's like well i really want it to be about the transformation i want it to be about the work i want it to be about how many you know, the big impact that i can make in the world um, and I don't want to be all about profits and I don't want to be all about money, but I think there is a reality, isn't there, that, you know, if if, if you're not profitable at some point, you're not going to be uh, making that big impact, uh, it's so or much at, more at least than not that. very long. It's so much more than that. When people don't pay, they don't pay attention, number yeah. one. All right. So if you really want to help people, if the person's actually invested in working with you, they're going to pay you. They're going to pay you in cash or barter or other services. Everyone has something to give. So if the person's not paying at any level, probably not paying very much attention. That's one. Number two, there's a big difference between something being all about the money and being remunerated appropriately for the value of your services being offered. And there's that distinction I think a lot of people miss. Not all about the money or there's no money. It's I'm offering a service and it's appropriate for me to be compensated. You know, I hang out a lot in the conscious community and there's always like, well, the energetic exchange for this event is, <laughs> um, but that's all that money is energy. That's all it is. Frequency. It's energy, mm -hmm. right? What's the exchange you're giving over something. What is the other person giving? What are they putting in? And you want them to benefit and then take it to that next level of, you want to have a really big impact in the world. Either you have a trust fund or a really easy side job. That's just paying you tons of money for you to dedicate your time to this, or you need to get paid with this. And I'll tell you, when I started this, I spent, the first decade of my professional career in nonprofit, an absolute do-gooder, okay? Um, I interviewed at some big companies. I remember I got to like third stage interviews at Bloomberg and I was like, I, I can't, I can't. I just want to help the world. Yeah, do it. And so I went to work at a nonprofit and I did nonprofit work for the first decade before I left to start my own business in 2011. And in the beginning, I was genuinely on the shelf. Should I make my business a nonprofit or not? Because all I wanted to do was help people. I'm that person too. Right? I've been a certified professional coach for 15 years before that was even a thing. I was, and you and I were talking about this right before I wanted to help people. I didn't want to be a therapist because I'm an empath and I absorb people's problems. And so I wanted to become a coach because then I could help people, but not have to dig into their trauma, just acknowledge their trauma, acknowledge where they've been, acknowledge how that impacts them and take them forward into where they want to go. And that's how I see coaching. And when I began my business, I genuinely wasn't sure if it would be a nonprofit or not. All I needed it to do was support me in my life so I could dedicate my time to it. And then as it grew, I wanted to support me and my staff. And then as it grew, I wanted to support me and my staff, my family, the other nonprofit projects that I have, right? Building wealth for my children, for my lifestyle. So your aspirations grow with your success and that's okay too. Money's not bad, it's just a thing. It's how you use it like anything else. Mm. 
I love how you described and you just so naturally described the levels. And, you know, that's one one thing that we have conversations about all the time is leveling up. Like I'm here. I want to get to here. And like you said, is like, I just want this to pay for my life. And then then you achieve that. And it's like, what's the next level? It's not yeah. like, oh, I've arrived. Uh, and so I'm going to you know, you sit back, really but there's arrived. always another level. Yeah. You never really arrive. And that's, you know, for me, one of my challenges was as I would reach each next level of success, I was like, oh, well, I'm, I'm here. This was the thing I was trying to do. Now, what do I do? You know, sometimes there's that moment you're like, well, now what? I did the thing I was trying to do. Usually it's more organic. Usually by the time you're there, you're like, well, I'm already trying to get here. You know, so you're already always 10 steps ahead, which is why we want to celebrate every day. We want to celebrate the journey because if you don't, you're never there. You're always here. You're never there. You're always here. And if you're always here and you're only going to celebrate when you get there, you never get to celebrate. And that is no fun. You know, we were just saying before, I help business owners get to their first five, six, seven figures profit. That's my zone. Some people come to me. They're just trying to get to their first five figures. Some people want to go zero to six figures. Some people that I work with want to go zero to seven. Newsflash. You're always going to hit six figures before seven because that's how numbers work. <laughs> it's, it's never going to be a, well, I just ran a seven figure business. That's right. I had $0 and then I had a million. Yeah. It was magic. You're always going to have six figures first because numbers count like that. Mm -hmm. And in creating businesses in different levels, it matches the person, matches their aspirations. Um, we're running a marketing program now with a group of students. And one of the students says, well, you know, shouldn't I want a million? I said, you should want what you actually want. It's going to be very hard to get you something that you don't actually want and that you don't believe you can do. If you don't believe it, I can't believe it enough for you. I can believe in you and I can show you how to reach any goal that you set for yourself. But you need to set the ones that actually resonate with you where you are and not try to set a goal that someone else says you should have. Because it's not going to be as much fun to get there. You don't really want it, feel it. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, I, I love so much about that. You know, I one of the follow-ups that I want to ask you about that is, for me, my journey has been a, lo a lot about getting to that next level. But in order for my business to get to the next level, I mean, there's tactics and there's strategies and all of that. But I myself had to get to the next level. I myself, I had to grow myself to be the person who could run a business or own a business that at that level. Um, and so what's what's your take on that? Uh, you know, and because I know you work with a lot of business. How much are you working on the business and how much are you working on them in terms of business growth? will never be bigger than you? Right. So if you want a bigger business, I have to change you. A lot of people say, I see we come for the marketing. We stay for everything else. And I'm best known for organic marketing strategy. But my students and my clients have such crazy successes that when they recommend people, they come, they're like, OK, you know, my friend, colleague, husband, wife, sister-in-law, neighbor or whatever, you know, like they're so different. Their life has changed. Their business is better. Yeah. Part of the work was explaining to them how business and marketing work, developing the actual strategies that would earn them money, cutting out the things that were unnecessary. And then changing, you know, one calls it a mindset. I need a mindset coach. You know, mindset work is embedded in everything I do or it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. What got you here is your current level of thinking. As Einstein says, you cannot solve a problem at the same level of thinking that created it. So you want different results. You're going to have to do different actions. Do different actions. You're going to probably be thinking different thoughts that will bring different actions. Think different thoughts. You need different beliefs. Beliefs create thoughts, creates actions, create results. And so we change things. Even at the fundamental belief level, what do you believe is possible? But I show it to you through explaining how business and marketing actually work. 
it's real. It's the real world, right? It's like you show mm-hmm. someone the same way I just explained to you that you will have a six figure business before you have a seven figure business. People don't realize that all the time, right? Or they don't realize I'm testing out um, a bunch of new marketing AI tools now, just, you know, for funsies in my spare time. And yeah, everyone's like, oh yeah, like, whoa, we don't need this anymore. We have AI and that will do everything. Oh, that's adorable. Have you tried the new AI tools? Because I have. One of them is a tool that's really just made for web designers already, right? It's so complex on its back end that you click a button and it makes you a dog poo website, which is adorable. Not to sell dog poo, it just looks like dog poo. It's ridiculous. You can't use it the way it is. You could, right? You could, but it won't do anything for your business. <laughs> and then to edit it, you need a certification in web design to do any changes to it. That was one. Another one I tested out. I, I tried to start it and it's like, we're sorry. This tool is shutting down as of the end of this month. For all of our subscribers, paid and free, we will no longer be hosting your websites at the end of the month. Sorry, we hope you have enough time to migrate them before they disappear. <laughs> that was another one. Wonderful. Another, another one I tested for clients of mine. He's an army veteran and he serves veterans um, in the most incredible way. Um, he's one of the most high-level breathwork experts I've ever met in my life, doing double PhD. So I put in, you know, yoga and breathwork just to see what it would do. And it's put me at this like very cute, like pink yoga site as if it was a local studio in LA because it found my location. It's like, I know you, you're in LA. I'm going to guess you're female. I'm going to make a pink yoga studio website for you. <laughs> so yeah, you could use the AI tools. Um, I put in one of the AI tools. It's like, we'll generate your marketing strategy for you. I'm like, yeah, let me see what you got. And it gave me something that's like 35 pages long that I understand that would be useless to anybody who didn't understand. And by the way, not likely to work, incredibly complex. If you could implement what that thing generated, then you should be charging as a marketing consultant and not following their plan. (laughs) Um, And so the whole idea of like, you know, point click website business is not real. It's not real. And most people get stuck in their business because they are looking at something the wrong way. They're missing information. They're missing perspective. They don't understand what they are capable of either too high or too low. Either they think they should be able to do something that actually isn't how it works, or they don't believe they can do something they can actually do. And mindset is critical. You can't do anything without it. Yeah. Um, I just love everything you just said, especially that, oh, I, I, I just want to point click and I'm in business. Uh, and, and you That's see that kind say. of, they all say it like so they many of them. The AI tools that I was checking out today. It's like, do you, oh my gosh, this makes me want to vomit. Okay. <laughs> now, mind you, I'm doing this 15 years. Okay. When I started my consultancy, it's because I saw that small business owners got the short end of the stick. 15 different people were helping them and half of them didn't even know what they didn't know. And I just wanted my business owners to be educated. I don't need you to do your own marketing. I need you to understand it enough to hire the right people and direct them, make sure they're doing the right work for you so that you earn more than they cost you. That's all. That's all I need from you. And so I go on these sites and it's like, do you want the personal subscription or do you want the agency subscription and start your own high side hustle, making websites for other people in business? I'm like, so now someone else is going to get the yoga studio website <laughs> with no no and and no skills on building no websites skills, at all because you don't need any skills it's a great side hustle you can make websites for people they'll never get any business from it but you will yeah 
And I'm just wondering how many people listening right now have bought into those things. I mean, I get it. I get the uh, the desire to wave the magic wand and have a result. And, you know, we do use that in our business, but it's got to be real. The Whatever output comes from your so-called magic wand or your process or whatever, it has to be a real result. And then it has to be something you can actually work with and do something with at the end. To put money in your pocket, it's that simple. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't, all the promises in the world, you know, I had a guy come into my marketing program. He was losing $5,000 a month on marketing when he came into my program and earning nothing. And um, within three months of graduating, he was already earning five figures instead of spending it. And within a year and a bit, he'd hit six figures. Mm-hmm. And the big change was, A, we had him cut out all of the stuff he was doing that was a waste of money, right? All the Google AdWords and all of the, you know, he was paying a website company to like, you know, maintain and update his website and write blogs for him that no one ever read. Um, and social media managers that were posting things that no one ever clicked on or liked. And like, he was doing all the things <laughs> that didn't earn him any money. He had print ads going out. He had, oh my gosh, all the things. He had all the things. And so we stopped all the things that we could. Some of it was like, you know, longer term contracts. We had to wait until they petered out. We did everything we could to stop the things mm-hmm. that weren't working. And then we just did one clear path to money. That's it. Just, you know, turning the marketing into money is, is the way we play. And very many people who offer marketing services, they're not malicious. They don't even know. They don't know what they don't know. They don't know what you don't know. So they're not promising you that your website's going to earn you money. They're just promising they'll make you a website. It's not up to them to earn you money. It's up to you. You don't know that. They don't tell you that because it's not their job. You know, I have people that I work with who are in media and we have this conversation. They would say, yeah, of course. Yeah, I can get the media attention, but that won't necessarily earn the money. I'm like, yeah, but you're not going to tell them that. I will. You're not because then they won't pay you. And that's not fair. I don't like that. And it bothers me, but that's the truth, right? You need much more than just something that gets people's attention and websites don't do that. It's not 1994. You're not the only blog in town. Mm -hmm. And if you make a website and you don't have a plan to drive traffic to it, that will work. There's nothing that website's going to do. It's just going to sit there. You need a whole strategy that surrounds it. And the website needs to say the right things in the right way and have a conversion path to actually turn into money. I once got a call from someone. I can't make these things up again. I'm 12 and a half thousand hours of coaching. I have mm-hmm. more stories than I can even remember at this point. A woman called me up. Hey, SD, I heard you're a marketing genius. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so I did this coaching program. And this story, by the way, I could tell it in 60 different versions. And I've heard it in 60 different versions. I did this coaching program. And the program, they taught us how to be coaches. Yay. And then they had a marketing course for us. And in the marketing course, they said, run Google ads to get clients. The end. Like, okay, so you spent three months, six months learning how to be a coach. And then half an hour learning how to market yourself because that's not its own discipline. No, of course, that should be no. Why don't you spend half an hour learning how to be a coach and six months learning how to market your coaching services? That'll probably earn you more. Anyways, so she's like, I ran Google ads and the first month I spent $400 and I got a client, $1,200 client. Isn't that great? I said, great. She said, so then second month, I ran the same $400 in Google ads, nothing. Month three, same $400 in Google ads, nothing. Estia, how long should I keep running my ads for to um, get them to work again? I was like, you're just playing marketing slot machines. <laughs> you're just putting money mm-hmm. in, pulling the lever. You got a quick win. Google did that for you. No idea why it worked. And you have no idea how to replicate oh. it. You should stop now. 
unless you like gambling, because that's exactly, you can play slot machines and see if something, that's not strategy. That's marketing slot machines. That's gambling. That's throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something sticks. Yeah. I love how you describe that, the marketing slot machine. I never heard of it said that before, but it's so true. And, and, and what you're describing so many times where you know, I used to run an ads agency and, you know, we, we would run ads and you'd get that quick win in the first month and you go like, oh my God, it works. Let's go. And then that's the only sale you get. The only sale you got. And why does it always happen in the first week? And then. There's a real thing to beginner's luck, by the way. Like there is a real thing to that. It's the excitement. It's the energy from, I study quantum physics also in my um, spare time. On your spare time, I have, yeah. Uh, yeah classes. <laughs> I have five children also. We didn't talk about that. But yeah, spare time. So you really um, do have a lot of spare time. Tons, tons. <laughs> I just sit in all the time and uh, read quantum physics books while I test out AI marketing tools. Um, but from a quantum physics perspective, you attract the energy that you vibrate at its frequency. And so one of the reasons for beginner's luck at a quantum level, right? If we go energy and frequency and things like that, is that when you start something, you're really excited. You're like, wow, this is, oh, this is so exciting. I wonder if it'll work. And then it does. You're like, oh, that's great. Okay. Now I need it to work. And now all of a sudden you're like waiting for it and expecting it and hoping and nervous and will it work? And I don't know. And you just destroy the whole thing and you have no strategy. <laughs> you have no 3D strategy and you completely destroyed your 5D strategy. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I have met count countless coaches uh, th that have done the exact same thing. They'll, they'll spend a year getting certified and five minutes learning how to market themselves. And That's still what discipline. It's not that you can't learn it. You just have to learn it. You know, we take our marketing program, we partner with other coaching certifications, financials, like all different types of uh, programs and educational opportunities that teach people a business opportunity or skill and then don't teach them marketing. And so our marketing program becomes an add-on for them mm -hmm. where they can actually learn how to turn that new skill into money and market yeah. themselves in a way that's affordable for them on their budget to get the results they want. Because there's no one path and there's no one answer. And cookie cutter doesn't work. When you know, and I, you mentioned partnerships, and I want to use that to you because know, our theme of our show is obviously uh, partnerships and collaborations. And uh, I mean, one of the reasons I invited you here is I see you as a great person to partner with and collaborate with, uh, especially if you're at that point of the business business where you know everything that Esty just said that 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 resonates with you. It's like, oh yeah. Um, yeah, I am playing marketing slot machine right now, and I need a better strategy. Then, then that's the point where it's like, okay, well, you either make the investment to figure it all out yourself, and that can be a very long road for some, um, or you partner with someone who already knows and can guide you. They can get rid of the 80% of the nonsense that you're doing that, uh, that's wasting your time, wasting your money, and get on to the stuff that's uh, already productive. And Nasty, that's what you do. Um, and so two things I want to ask you. One is, um, you know, how have partnerships, well, I'll ask one at a time. How about that? So I don't, not overwhelming. Um, how have partnerships and collaborations played a role in the growth of your business? So I mean, I would say critical. Okay. Um, when I started, my dream was to create a full-service consulting firm for small business owners, but I believe in you know what I call the shoelace model, right? That old urban fairy tale of the guy who you know bought a shoelace for half a penny and then sold it for a penny, and then he bought two and sold them for two pennies and like built up from there. I believe in starting where you are and building from there. So when I started, I was a freelancer myself. I was 
a certified coach who understood business. I've been running businesses profitably since I'm 10 years old. I have a degree in marketing from a business school in New York. I've had side hustles my whole life and every single one has been profitable. So I know what I'm doing, but I have no idea how to run a consulting firm. And in my early days, it was just me and partners, right? I would find a graphic designer to partner with. I would find a copywriter to partner with. And I, all of my staff in the beginning were just other freelancers who had their own little freelance business and they would come in on my client contracts. And I still do that a lot. I'll find other competent professionals, bring them in where they slot in, where a client needs after I vet them and have worked with them. And and so for me, my entire business before I, you know, was big enough to bring in my own people and have my own dedicated staff was all partnerships, every part of it. Um, but I would say beware, you know, one of, one of my early partnerships was probably, I don't know if this is your next question, but one of my biggest lessons was really vet your partners more than just three seconds of like, oh, you seem cool. Oh yeah. I like what you did. Like a little a little more investigation. And then whenever you're working with a partner with a client that you don't have vetted, I always make it client's choice. So if I, let's say I have a client that needs something and I don't have a trusted vetted partner yet, right? I have people that I'm aware of who I've heard good things about. In my early days, I was like, oh, this guy's perfect. We'll bring him in. You'll love him. It's great, right? I'm like, I'm talking it up. My twenties, what do I know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, And now I'll always say, listen, I don't have someone that I've worked with on this yet. This person comes highly recommended. This is what I know about them. This is my opinion, but I need you to check them out. And if you approve, then we'll bring them in. All right. So I always make it the client's vetting if I can't vouch for them because one of my early design partners, I met at a trade show. The guy had beautiful work, like absolutely gorgeous. And I was like, wow, you know, I really, again, I have a very strong aesthetic. We ran a full agency arm for over a decade. So we did logos and branding and websites, social media campaigns, print media, full launches, built apps. But forget it. I did the whole thing in my spare time. In your um, spare time. In my spare time. Uh, did all the things. And so in the beginning, I was just finding other freelancers, other designers. And this guy, Meditrecho, loved his work. Really high quality, really beautifully done. I'm like, great, let's partner. So got a client soon after that who needed logo and branding. Now again, I have a minor in advertising and graphic communications. I know how to do it. I don't want to. It's not my, my super skill set is the strategy is the oversight is the guidance. I've been a fractional CMO multiple times. That's where my superpower is not in sitting and moving the lines on your thing, but telling someone else where to move the lines and what color shades to, mm-hmm. to you know, shift to. So I bring him in and he makes a logo and it's awful. Like even I think it's awful. It's awful. I'm like, what happened? I'm like, I didn't even show it to my client. Like, Go back, fix it, do this, do this. Right. And he was just really bad. And I couldn't. I was, I was personally genuinely confused. So I met this person at a trade show. I saw their work. I saw their portfolio and they were not producing at the quality of the portfolio that they showed me. Hmm. Took me three months, six months. I don't remember. This is so long. We're going back over 12 years, right? We're going back like really early days. I don't remember how long it was. It was at least three months, maybe even six. So I figured out this, that person had a partner. And the person that I met at the trade show was the admin side. He could do a little graphics, but he was the main admin guy. His partner was the creative and they worked together. And then they had a falling out right around the time that I called him, right around the time that I met him, where the guy I met was like, he doesn't do that much, my partner. I could do what he does. I do most of the work. Oh, you thought he could just be a designer. (laughs) 
Yep. I mean, he could do some basic design and editing, but he didn't have the creativity. Mm-hmm. And so what he was able to produce on his own was completely different than the portfolio of his company from when his partner was with him. I had no idea. I'd never tested mm-hmm. it. I never worked with another designer again based on portfolio work. Every designer I ever hired, I had to do something custom that I had them do. I paid them for it. But I saw the quality of their work, how long it took them and what they could do within a certain frame of time so that I could judge for myself, not historically. A lot of designers will show you portfolios that they did in in training programs, right, where they had guidance of experts and their educators. And so, yeah, that was a fun lesson. Mm. Yeah, I've made that mistake, too. Right. It's like you meet someone at a seminar or an event or a conference and like, wow, you're amazing. I've been looking for someone just like you and as a believer in synchronicity and all of that kind of stuff. I'm like, wow, this is perfect. The universe sent me this person so that I don't have to work that hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you still have to uh, still have to do your homework. <laughs> you still have to do your homework. You have to vet them. You have to test them. Right. Mm-hmm. And then if you're going to bring them in on a client project, you have to be straight with your clients and what you do and don't know about them. That That's my biggest. You know, I'm not saying don't work with someone. And sometimes you can't test somebody before you actually bring them on a project because it's the project work that is the thing for them to do. Mm-hmm. And so you can only test so much, but being clear with the client that you bring them in on so that it's not your reputation on the line if you've misjudged someone is a big way to protect mm-hmm. yourself and as often as possible vetting people, right? Yeah. Actually getting to know them, speaking to them, seeing what they can do. When I've hired marketers, I remember in my early days also, we're going back probably about 10 years. Yeah, because now LinkedIn is my baby, right? I co-host LinkedIn Influencer Summit every year, five years running. I spoke at um, LinkedIn Global and my own LinkedIn training program. LinkedIn is my thing. But before LinkedIn was my thing, it was not my thing. And so about a decade ago, I hired somebody to help me with my LinkedIn. And that was just, I, (laughs) I spent a bunch of money and got no results. Because I didn't know what I didn't know. And I don't think this person was malicious, right? They did the things they told me they were going to do. They did posts and they did the DMs and they did all the things, but they didn't know strategy. Mm-hmm. To what outcome? Exactly. They're they just pulling levers. Social media yeah. into money. I spoke mm-hmm. to someone a few weeks ago. They found me based on my LinkedIn expertise. And they're like, oh, yeah, you know, we do LinkedIn. Um, but their specialty is LinkedIn for C-level executives who just want to upgrade their brand and their thought leadership reputation using LinkedIn for leverage. Mm -hmm. They don't need business. They're like, yeah, we're thinking of going into servicing entrepreneurs. I'm like, that's adorable. You know, it's a completely different thing, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's a completely different skill set and strategy to leverage LinkedIn for gravitas and credibility than it is to actually generate business. Not the same thing. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, really? Really? (laughs) They don't know what they don't know. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so interesting. Yeah. I'm like you, maybe you want to take my LinkedIn program mm-hmm. before you start selling services, doing a thing that you don't know how to do. Yeah. So, well, that, and that's, and that really speaks to, if you've got a service that works for one target market and we're thinking, oh, how can we expand? Oh, let's go and offer the same thing to another target market. Maybe that's appropriate, but we really understand, need to understand that audience and their outcomes and then does your thing do they do what they need, right? (laughs) Maybe take your first few people on a contingency. Can you figure this out? Try it. Now I was in a mastermind. This was a pretty cool story, actually. I was in a high-end mastermind, like one of those, like, you know, multiple five-figure entrance fee ones. Mm -hmm. And um, it's a small group mastermind. One of the guys wanted, was starting up a, like an agency arm from his company. And uh, 
he knew that I'd run an agency. And so he was kind of brainstorming with the group. He's like, okay, so I'm going to get all these top experts, you know, and I think he was going to do like marketing for SaaS or something. Then we get all these top experts in SaaS and bring them together and then offer, you know, marketing agency services for SaaS with all these great experts. I'm like, okay, so here, here's the thing. Uh, you're probably going to want to test that before you sell it. Because in my experience, bringing in disparate experts from different places is not going to yield results for your clients. And he was really mad. He's like, but I didn't ask for your opinion on if it was going to work. I asked for your opinion on how to get a lot of clients. And I'm like, I don't think you should get any until you figure out that you can actually offer them services that generate income for them. Um, and they threw him out of the mastermind for being a dishonest scammer. Uh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was lovely. <laughs> Well, you did everybody a big service. See, you, yeah. and, and we talked about helping humans before this episode. And there you go. You just helped a lot of humans who paid a lot of money to be in a mastermind <laughs> avoid getting scammed. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, hey, so, Esty, we've covered a lot of ground today, and I really love everything that you've said today. And uh, so, two things that I, I want to do as we bring this episode to a close one is I want to connect people with you. And so if to our audience is, if you uh, are resonating with this, and chances are, if you're listening to my voice right now, you're still listening to this, that means you loved what we we're talking about. Uh, you'll find Esty's contact information right beneath this video. So click the link there. And if you're listening to this on podcast, just click into the player that you are uh, on and all of her information is right there and a link to a free gift. And so, so Esty, you want to tell us a little bit about your free gift? I think we have the three-day marketing success challenge. Yes, we do. So at the moment, if you go to estystar.com slash free gift, E-S-T-I-E-S-T-A-R-R.com slash free gift, you will see free access to our three-day marketing success challenge. It is a paid program that we have open free temporarily. There is a chance that at the time that you hear this podcast, it will have disappeared and there'll be something else there, but there's always something cool there. So at sdstar.com slash free gift. At the moment, you have a three-day marketing success challenge that gives you the clarity and confidence to market yourself successfully. And we go through the core moving parts of branding, marketing, sales, which are the essential elements of what most people call marketing, right? Because your marketing needs your message. Your message comes from your brand. And for your marketing to actually earn you money, you need a sales strategy on the back ends of it, where corporate can silo these things. And they have, you know, a branding agency that they hire and a marketing department and a sales department. If you're a small business owner, especially if you're on your own, maybe you've got one assistant or, you know, a marketing person and a VA somewhere. And that's kind of your average, you know, micro business owner today. You need to make sure that all these bases are covered. And if your marketing is not succeeding, it's because you're either missing an element or your elements are not aligned. You know, maybe you're doing a low-end strategy on brand and a high-end sales strategy or a high-end branding strategy and a low-end sales strategy. You forget the marketing in the middle, right? That's your monkey and it's trying to catch the ball and it can't get it. So you have to get all your pieces. And if you have all your pieces and they match, that's organic marketing. Then it just works and it grows. Amazing. Well, I highly recommend that you do go and take Esty up on this gift. And uh, today it is that uh, three-day marketing success challenge. You click on it, it might be another amazing free gift, but uh, uh, I'm confident that whatever you click on will be amazing. And if you do that, if you take her up on her free gift, uh, email me and let me know, and I will send you a free gift as well. And so, uh, or my team will. And uh, and so that's our um, you know way of incentivizing the action, but also saying thank you for being here as well. And so, um, and so, 
Esty didn't know I was going to do that, but that's what I'm going to do. No, that was uh, a surprise. I like it. It's very cool. Uh, yeah, we like surprises. So, um, so do connect with Esty. And you know, Esty, as be, as we bring this episode to a close, I just wanted to ask you, um, you know, a couple last questions. And what we touched on it earlier, but I mean, a big belief of mine is, you know, our businesses can only grow to the extent that we ourselves grow our, you know, that we grow ourselves. And so, a big part of that has been books. Uh, and I ask all of my guests what their go-to must-read book is. So I'm going to ask you the same question. What is your go-to must-read book that that you know our listeners must go check out and read? I have so many. I have a whole library right here that you can't see. Um, I have so many. I'm going to give you one of my foundation books. So I have what I call foundation books. And these are the books that are the foundation of who I am, they're concepts and principles that have become part of who I am that I believe contribute to my success every day. And one of these foundation books, there are, there are you know, a number of them. One of them is How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie. Mm. And what I love about that book is its title is such a misdirect. People are like, oh, you know, it's all about manipulation. No, it's not. It's about genuine connection with humans and deep psychology. You know, one of my favorite chapters in that book is that a person's name is the sweetest sound to them in any language. And I made a commitment. Then I read this book over 20 years ago. And from then, it's really important to me to learn someone's name, to pronounce it correctly, and, and to remember and address them by it, but to use the pronunciation that they want. A lot of times people will say, oh, just call me whatever you want. I'm like, no, I'm going to call you what you want. What is your preference? For, especially because I work multinationally. So I get a lot of people from different countries and they're used to, you know, I'm American. I didn't tell. And they're mm -hmm. used to people, let's say from another country, mispronouncing their name. Or so they just have like a nickname that they use. Like, you just tell me what you want me to call you. Me, with my accent over here, this time and place, what would you like me to call you? And I find that it makes such a difference. You're showing a person value, dignity and respect. That's what it's about. Mm -hmm. You know, another one of the most amazing chapters in that book is, no one really cares about you and what you want. All right. So all of these copywriting courses and sales copy and PAS system and funnel copy, blah, 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 blah. The core principle is talk to the person about what you're going to do for them. Foundation. They don't care about you. Hi, my name is Esty and I am super cool. And I've been doing this for a really long time. And I have all these degrees and I have all these expertise and look how amazing I am. Do you want to buy stuff? No, I don't even care. <laughs> but if it's like, hi, my name is Esty, and do you want this? Would you like to grow your idea to a five, six, or seven-figure business? Did you get stuck on marketing? And would you like to unlock that without spending $50,000 on advertising because I don't need you to? Would you like to make sure you never waste money on marketing again? Yes? Great. I can help you. Let's go. I said almost nothing about me. I can add a little line. By the way, I've been doing this for 15 years. I've got a few hundred thousand people that I've you know, been exposed to over the years. Hundreds of business owners that have helped. Thousands that have gone through my business school. And if you want to join them and get your success, happy to help. Done. I don't need to tell you for 10 hours about how amazing I am. You don't care. You care about what can I do for you. And I really believe how to win friends and influence people is the foundation of understanding marketing, sales, how to explain to others the service you can offer them in a way that makes them actually want to buy and buy in. That might be the best answer to that question I've ever I ever asked. I've uh, ever had at least 15 years by the way. It's at least 15 years yeah. since I opened that book. It lives in me. 
It yeah. Isn't. Well, and you and I are on the same page there. It's one of my foundational books as well. And it's where I learned to ask good questions, right? Mm. My takeaway from that book is be interested, not mm -hmm. interesting, interesting. right? That. And, uh, you know, in my early 20s, when I started my first business, I didn't get it. I didn't get it. I was trying to sell by selling and, you know, selling is telling and talking and talking and talking and the gift of gab. My grandfather always said, oh, yeah, good salespeople always have the gift of gab. No, they don't. Good salespeople know when to ask a good question and then shut the hell up, right? And just listen, listen, because everything you need to know is going to come from the answer to that question. Maybe it's like why I like podcasting so much, because I really like getting to know the person on the other side. And I feel like I, I've gotten to know you better and, and to know your business better. And uh, the more I hear you talk, the more I'm like, yeah, I cannot wait to work with you on some projects, to send some people your way. And, uh, you know, this is, uh, this is, you know, the beginning of like, we'll see, we'll see, you know, the, the collaborations, I'm all about collaborations and partnership. How can we accomplish more together? And so for you, for our audience, always be looking for that opportunity. And, but like Esty said, be smart about it as well. You know, do your homework. Do your homework or let people know that you haven't done your homework. Right? When I do, I call them synergy calls because I'm always mm -hmm. looking to see where can you and I be more than the sum of our parts. And so I always say, you know, my opening line is, you know, let's see how we can help each other help others. That's what I want. Mm. That's all I want. I want to know how we can help each other help others. That's my goal. Brilliant. I love it. Esty, thank you so much. This has been amazing. And I can already tell that we could go double this length. We could probably do a full day workshop right now just by launching into it without an outline. I, I, I feel that vibe. We're not going to do that. Maybe we do that in the future. Maybe that is something that we do. Um, but uh, again, I want to thank you. And to my audience, I want to say thank you for being here as well. And I want you to take one thing, one thing that you heard here today, and I want you to take action on that today. Maybe that's to go get Estee's free gift. Maybe it's to go check out our website. Maybe it's something else on your list that, you know, you know you should have already done, but you haven't done already. Uh, go and do that today. And and so, uh, and then keep moving forward. Keep moving forward in your business and your and the pursuit of your dream and all of that. So, so thank you to you as the audience. Estee, thank you. And Estee, I'm going to ask you one last question. That is... If you were to leave our audience here today with what's just one final piece of advice or words of wisdom, what would you leave them with here today? Hmm. I will say that wherever you are in your business, I'm sure that there's a place you're trying to go because as an entrepreneur, we're always trying to go somewhere. And it's just, it's part of the wiring. And I will tell you that however long it's taken you, maybe it's only been a week since you've had your new vision, your next step that you want to reach. Maybe it's been months. Maybe it's been years. I just had a woman who was in business 15 years before she joined the business school. Joined the business school two years ago, came into our marketing program. She was earning $4,000 a month. She just signed on today as a private client because in the two years since she graduated business school, she went from $4,000 a month to $15,000 a month. And she's like, I'm ready for what's next. And I want to work with you privately. 15 years she's in business. She never broke 4K months. There's always an answer. There's always a next step. It is never too late. And there's always a way. Oh, gives me chills. Thank you so much, Esty. That is amazing. To our audience, thank you. Uh, and uh, yeah, go up there. 
take some sort of action today and keep moving forward towards uh, your big dream and making that big impact that you want to make in the world uh, and do it profitably as well as you've heard us here talk about here today. So uh, until next time, this has been the Creative Collaboration Show with Chuck Anderson. My guest has been Esty Starr, and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you so much. This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.